Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by actors from the San Joaquin Valley. This episode features the mystery short story, When a Little Cinnamon Can Do, written by mystery author L.D. Barnes and read by Fresno actor Julia Reimer. The scent wafting through the air of this my childhood kitchen reminds me of afternoons spent at our sturdy wooden table, the spices making me feel safe. Pansy Lee is my given name, after the little flowers that Mama loved to grow in the window boxes. But I was a fussy baby who wouldn't be quiet unless my bassinet was in the kitchen with all the family. Every evening to get me to sleep, Grandma stirred a pinch of cinnamon in hot water and left it simmering in a hand-me-down for rich folks' chafing dish. So my name got changed to Little Cinnamon. When I was old enough, my job was to melt the chocolate using that chafing dish. I stirred the sugar, butter, and baker's chocolate together slowly over a stubby candle until it was satiny brown. Once it was incorporated in the cake and the icing, Grandma gave me the bowl and spoon to lick, no debate. In my family, chocolate was serious business. And when folks said it was to die for, we knew exactly what that meant. You see, my Aunt June was one determined little girl. She decided to stop her big sister Angelica from climbing up onto the top shelf to get the last square of bacon chocolate from the box. Scuffling in the narrow confines of our long pantry, June grabbed the skinny sharp fish cutting knife. No one knows exactly what happened, but Aunt Angelica lived up to her heavenly name that day. Aunt June got that last piece of chocolate and a nice room at the state home for girls. While the cakes baked in the oven, Grandma would make a big bowl of cold water pie crusts. She'd let me roll out pieces using our heavy handleless rolling pin. Rumor said the handles got broke off when Grandma defended herself against a drunken neighbor. He broke through the back door, raging about adultery committed on his wife by Grandma's son, my father. Grandma had no patience with angry drunks disturbing her, even if they were telling the truth. And Mama certainly didn't cotton to people grabbing Grandma, popping off the buttons of her Friday blouse trying to choke her. They said that one handle broke off when Mama smacked him upside his puking head, caving in bone, stopping him dead in his tracks. We think the other handle snapped when it hit the linoleum floor next to his body. But with all the police and whatnot tromping through, you just can't be sure. Somehow, the police managed to leave the rolling pin behind when they picked up the dead body. After a good cleaning with lysope, peroxide, and bleach, we've used it without handles ever since. My pretty Aunt Sadie met her maker in this kitchen early one Sunday morning. She was found head down, drowned in the mop bucket. Police said she must have slipped while wringing out the mop, but Grandma said it was her no-good boyfriend Clyde. She told them that he had a big policy on her but wouldn't marry her. The police said Clyde was in the clear because them red and pink splotches around her neck and shoulders came from her leaning over the bucket after she died. But we didn't believe it. We knew what kind of humbug her Aunt Sadie could be. She'd had them marks before, when Clyde ended up with two black eyes. We guessed Aunt Sadie couldn't get to him quick enough this time. Mama said, much as she loved her some Aunt Sadie, She knew deep in her heart that Sadie would rather scale a mountain in her underwear than mop floors on Saturday night. After her funeral, nobody saw Clyde again. 
He didn't offer to put one dime of that insurance money on her tombstone, but he quick paid the county for a copy of her death certificate so he could collect. Then he moved away with all that money, and Miss Ida May Klein. Grandma said sometimes love and money don't mix. I believed her then, and I surely believe her now. Sitting in this bloody old kitchen of mine, my mind wanders back across those memories. I'm happy I was near done with the pies before you came home. I'm happy they're fast baking in that newfangled convection oven you bought me. I know that I need to do some mopping, but like Aunt Sadie, I'll leave it till later, maybe after I get back home. I can feel bruises forming around my neck. My face is a little sore, too. Even though my apron's a mess, I'm making a nice fresh pot of cinnamon hazelnut coffee as the aroma of them pies take that nasty iron smell out of the air. I'm sure the ambulance men'll be hungry, and I don't want the police officers to have to wait for the coffee and pie when they get here, so as soon as the oven timer goes off, I'll call 911. I'm glad Aunt June left me her fish-cutting knife, but I don't think I'll ever see it again after today. I had warned you, but you didn't listen. Funny how you didn't think a woman my size could hurt you, you being so big and strong and mighty. I must admit, that was what I liked about you, your size. But poor thing, you weren't that smart when you come right down to it. You didn't have enough sense to care where I came from or who my people were. You wanted this house and a little bitty country gal to cook, clean, and warm your bed. You're not going anywhere now, sprawled out in that puddle of blood in the middle of the floor, Aunt June's fish-cutting knife sticking out of your cheating heart, and my rolling pin lying next to your bashed-in head. Lordy, those pies and coffee are smelling some kind of good. I feel safe and warm again. Ain't it downright funny what a little cinnamon can do? What a Little Cinnamon Can Do was produced by Kings River Life. You can learn more about L.D. Barnes on her website, barnesversation.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. We'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.